Hello, this is Anmiti from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 14th of September. Eight leaders from the Congress party have reportedly defected and joined the BJP today. Leader of opposition Michael Lobo and former Chief Minister Digambar Kamath are among those who have defected. Taking a jibe at the Congress rally and confirming his defection, Lobo called on other leaders in the party to leave Congress and unite with BJP. He coined the phrase, Congress Chodo, BJP Jodo. He also said that the defected leaders have joined hands with the BJP to strengthen the hands of Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Goa Chief Minister Pramod Savant. Till yesterday, Congress had 11 MLAs in Goa. Now with eight defections, there will be just three left. Apart from Lobo, the defectors include Dalaila Lobo, Kedar Naik, Rodolfo Fernandez, former Goa Power Minister Alexo Sequeira, Rajesh Pal Desai and Sankalp Amonkar. This is not the first time Lobo has tried to join hands with the BJP. In July, there had been a similar attempt to defect. However, it was unsuccessful as Congress party had accused Michael Lobo and Kamath of engineering a defection. The party also filed disqualification petitions against the group, which are still pending. The Congress had made the party members take an oath of non-defection of sorts earlier this year. Reacting to the development, Goa Forward Party President Vijay Sardesai said that the Congress MLA's decision was quote-unquote an act of pure evil, Indian Express reported. He claimed that the eight defectors had denounced all political propriety, basic decency and honesty for pure greed for wealth and power. He further claimed that BJP is not in power because of people's mandate but because they treat MLAs like commodities. He accused the defectors of behaving like cattle and destroying the political landscape of Goa. Six people have been arrested so far in Maharashtra in a case pertaining to alleged assault of four sadhus. The four sadhus were attacked by a mob in Maharashtra's Sangli district on the suspicion of being child kidnappers. The police said the sadhus, who belonged to Uttar Pradesh, had stopped in Lavna village to ask for directions from the locals. They were allegedly headed towards the temple town of Pandharpur in Karnataka in a car. The locals purportedly checked the Aadhaar card of one of the sadhus before dragging him out of the vehicle, NDTV reported. A video of the incident went viral on social media. One of them was assaulted with a belt and sticks. The superintendent of police of Sangli, Dikshit Gedam, said the sadhus did not press any charges against the assailants. But the police took motor cognizance of the matter and registered an offence for hurt and riot. In a video message, Maharashtra BJP MLA Ram Kadam condemned the incident and said that the state government will not tolerate such misbehaviour with the sadhus, adding that strict action will be taken against the accused. Spokesperson of Uddhav Thakre faction of Shiv Sena, Anand Dube, said while the current BJP alliance government pretends to be pro-Hindu, sadhus are being assaulted in Sangli. On the other hand, a similar incident in Palghar during Uddhav Thakre's reign was deemed as an attack on Hinduism by the BJP, he said. At least 10 people have died and 28 others were injured in a vehicle accident in Jammu and Kashmir's Pooch district this morning. Officials said 
that the accident occurred when an allegedly overcrowded minibus plunged into a deep gorge. The bus rolled down several hundred meters into the gorge and hit the hard ground strewn with boulders. The bus was on its way to Poonch from Gali Maidan when it met with the accident near Brari Nalla in the border belt of Sojia around 8:30 a.m. News agencies reported nine people died on the spot while one died after being taken to the hospital. Locals along with the army and police were involved in a search and rescue operation all afternoon. Expressing grief over the incident, Jammu and Kashmir Lieutenant Governor Manoj Sinha announced 5 lakh rupees financial assistance for the family members of those who died. The Delhi High Court today directed former Rajya Sabha MP Subramanyam Swami to vacate his government residence within 6 weeks. A single bench of Justice Yashwant Verma disposed of Swami's plea seeking reallotment of his bungalow where he had been living since January 2016 in view of security threats to him. Swami who had been provided with Z category protection by the central government was allotted the government accommodation on 15th January 2016 on a license for 5 years. Swami's Rajya Sabha tenure ended in April 2022. However, he has continued to reside in the allotted bungalow. He had approached the Delhi High Court seeking reallotment of the bungalow given the security threat to him. However, the central government opposed the plea, arguing that even though the security perception towards Swami hasn't been downgraded, there is no obligation on the government to provide an accommodation to him along with security cover. Listeners, as we aim towards building smart cities and a more developed country, sustainability is often ignored, if not completely thrown out of the window. While we need development, we need to also preserve our nature, land, climate wildlife and everything that's a part of our ecosystem when rampant development leaves no room for nature to follow its course we see incidents like flooding in mega cities landslides on mountains with ongoing development projects and so on videos of the terrible flood in bangalore have flooded the social media as well but why is this happening read rashid kapans report titled bengaluru floods Anatomy of a drainage system gone horribly wrong on newslaundry.com to learn how the city is woefully ill prepared despite thousands of crores spent and warnings that went unheeded if you like this report and want more ground reports exclusive podcasts and videos consider subscribing to newslaundry newslaundry is a completely ad free platform we don't take ads from government or corporations which means Our journalism isn't shaped by the pressures of advertiser money. If you want to be a part of our ad-free model and support independent journalism, go to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button at the top right corner. Subscription plans begin from as low as rupees 300 a month. Paid to keep news free. As the Vedanta Fox Convention picks Gujarat for its semiconductor plant, Members of opposition in Maharashtra have alleged that political pressure played a part in the decision. Maharashtra leader of opposition and NCP leader Ajit Pawar wrote to Chief Minister Eknath Shinde today and alleged that this was an effort to financially deprive Maharashtra. NCP today also asked whether allowing the Vedanta Foxconn project to go to Gujarat was the price eknath shinde paid for securing the post of chief minister of maharashtra 
after diluting the Mahavikas Aghadi government, where Uddhav Thakre was the chief minister, and joined hands with BJP to form a new government. The Indian mining conglomerate Vedanta and Taiwanese manufacturing giant Foxconn had held talks with Maharashtra to set up its new semiconductor plant. Officials had claimed earlier that the deal was almost finalized, with Rs 1.54 lakh crore investment plant in Talegaon Phase 4 near Pune. However, the joint venture signed a memorandum of understanding with the Gujarat government on Tuesday to locate the project there. The opposition, led by Uddhav Dhakre faction of Shiv Sena, alleged today that Maharashtra government buckled under the pressure from Prime Minister Narendra Modi, who hails from Gujarat, and handed over the project, eyeing the upcoming Gujarat Assembly polls. Mahesh Tapse, chief spokesperson of NCP, said the Mahavikas Aghadi government had offered the best incentives to the Vedanta Foxconn to create huge employment opportunities for the local youth. He said this shows a careless attitude of CM Shinde towards the development of his state as he succumbed to pressure from Gujarat at the cost of economic loss to Maharashtra and employment loss to lakhs of job aspirants. Chinese President Xi Jinping arrived in Kazakhstan capital Nur Sultan today, ahead of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization or SCO Summit in Samarkand in Uzbekistan later this week. Jinping is on a three-day trip to Kazakhstan. On Thursday, he will reportedly meet Russian President Vladimir Putin at the SCO summit. The SCO in Samarkand will run from 15 to 16 September. Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi will also be present in Uzbekistan for the summit. This is the first time in three years that Jinping has left China to attend a meeting in person overseas since the COVID outbreak. According to the Kremlin, the meeting between Jinping and Putin shows a quote-unquote alternative to the Western world. Even though Putin will be meeting other leaders, including those of India, Pakistan, Turkey and Iran, Kremlin foreign policy spokesperson Yuri Ushakov says this meeting with the Chinese leader is of particular importance. According to local media reports, Jinping said the two countries should, quote, jointly push for an international order that is more just and more equitable, unquote. Russia and China will step up efforts to counter NATO's expansion and the US-led campaign to keep the two nations in check, said Li Zhanshu, China's number three official. China and Russia have long sought to position the SCO, founded in 2001, with four ex-Soviet Central Asian nations as an alternative to Western multilateral groups. The trip also comes ahead of an October Congress of the ruling Communist Party in China, where Jinping is expected to extend his rule indefinitely. If and when it's done, he will be the country's most powerful leader since Mao Zedong. This will give him scope to pursue the vision of China as a dominant global power more aggressively, reported The Guardian. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.